here's the intro that Evan can't be a part of because recording these over Zoom sucks. I really hate stacks, and we're going to talk about stacks. So, I hope you enjoy hearing about stacks. Hey, Evan. How's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going good. We're back after, a, I don't know, a bit of a break. Yeah, so, like I think it's like five or six days we got caught up and stuff. And then, you know what? I'm kind of yeah. glad we waited, though, because we, we got to experience such <laughs> juicy magic. Uh, we have, we have to hit all the magic today. gossip and drama. Yeah, uh, yeah. this, this weekend happening. was was rife with it up here in Canada, of all places, uh, for the problems to occur. So we do have a topic other than this for you guys. Uh, we are EDH yeah. wrecked too. I suppose we should introduce ourselves. I think we're episode eighty-one. Eighty-one guess. or eighty-two. I want to say somewhere in that. Every range. episode just starts with us guessing what number it is and hoping. Yeah, we're and right. being off by like one. Um, yeah. So we're in the eighty-ish range. Uh, yeah, and we are socially distanced, as in you're in your living room yes. and I'm in mine. <laughs> that is why the microphones sound strange. Yeah. Um, and you're... So. Let's dive right into it. Let's dive right into our first little our first little topic here, a segment, as you may say. Uh, I believe I'm just going to call this segment. Uh, why is Seb McKinnon? Question <laughs> mark. Why is he? Uh, so yeah, um, everyone's. I'm going to go with favorite Canadian uh, magic author. You know, artist. at the time he I was can't... probably up until oh Saturday. Everyone's <laughs> like probably one of the more favorite ones. You well, know, he got a was, secret layer. He got his own um, secret layer. He's done. He's done a bunch of cards that that are staples. You know, I mean, they're and oh, they yeah. were never never had a second art redone. Like he's done Bedevil, he's done Vandal Blast, he's done a whole bunch. Yeah, and he's a very distinct style. Yep. Uh, and turns out he's also anti mandate. Yay! Yeah, he's not anti vax. Uh, I don't think he's doing magic right now because his Twitter may think he's big on her. He what? Sorry, can you repeat that? Um, I was just saying, I don't think he's doing magic art right now because his Twitter tells me that he's very busy being on Twitter recently. Oh, he's been busy on Twitter. That's that's <laughs> uh, that's for sure. So what he did, for those of you who don't know, uh, in case you don't have Twitter or you just ignore everything that's going on, he posted. Well, Canada is a, a distant land to most people. So. He is. Yeah, we we are. There's there's we very need few some of context. Us. We need some you know, context before him here. It's true. So to set it in context, what happened about I don't know how many months ago? I guess it started, but them talking about it is that a group of uh, right wingers here, some alt right groups. Started, uh, started with truckers, but it's been overtaken. Yeah, by yeah. it started with truckers sort of complaining, but the the groups that organized this what's what's called a freedom rally, which was a drive to Ottawa to declare that they wanted a new government put in place. But uh, it started because truckers didn't want to isolate when they crossed the border to the U.S. And vice versa. The Canadian government the said back. if they weren't vaccinated, they had to isolate, except the U.S. Yes. government also said that. Yeah. Um, and so like 90% and of truckers were vaccinated and the other 10% seem to have organized a drive across Canada to the capital to demand a change. Another 10% of, from what I understand from a friend of mine who's in the trucking industry, is that they were mostly like these people representing it were almost all uh, independent truckers truck driver owner operators well well they have to be because they drove their trucks so like, yeah and well and they the can't big just take a company like truck the, and drive the from companies Vancouver to all had 
all had vaccination protocols. They all had their own ones where you just don't get to work unless you're vaccinated because how can you do yeah. the job we want you to do if you're not vaccinated? Anyway, wow. these this small portion of them decided to organize a rally to head to Ottawa, and it was sort of uh, taken over by by some right-wing groups, the PPC, Wexit, um, the Maverick group, which I didn't know much about. I hope, I hope all our American listeners have no idea what you just said. They're all Essentially, they're all just... <laughs> racists that's all you need to really know about what's the going ppc on the ppc is the party of canada they're the libertarians up here there's they're very fringe very fringe uh the the maverick group i didn't really know much about these people maverick whatever no, they are uh, anyway from every little bit that i saw they are not much better people um so he posted said mckinnon posted yesterday i traveled to ottawa this was a day ago so he would have traveled to ottawa on saturday Travel to Ottawa with my family to support the trucker freedom convoy. <laughs> the media and politicians are trying to paint this as a anti-vax and white supremacist. Anti-vax and white supremacist are both in quotes, by the way. There was no quotations. It's, they just were called white supremacist. Anti-vax. <laughs> um, don't fall for it. Don't be like them. This is a vile, insulting. This is vile and insulting to the good people there. Unvaxed and vaxed to life from all races and walks of life. Taking a stand for the following. He says a bunch of things. Freedom and choice of bodily sovereignty. Informed medical consent, no coercion. A world without QR code passes, which is hilarious. We'll get back to that. No mandates, tools of segregation, discrimination, end of lockdowns and restrictions, which are damaging to mental health and lives of all from elderly to the youngest child. So the big hangup, which cracked me up on Twitter, is that the U.S. doesn't have QR codes for their vaccinations. No, so I, nobody we, knew what the hell this guy was talking about. I mean, <laughs> like, we don't. I think we've talked about it on this podcast. We yeah. were supposed to, but we're we have them, a, but no one scans them. But they're, no one they uses them because they didn't work. Yeah, and and no one has the technology. Like no one wants to go buy whatever they need to buy, so we just use our passes. But but there's these QR codes scanners that we have that you could technically scan, and yeah, you would be told that you're vaccinated. That's but the, the US never devil. The U.S. never did that. No. So someone was like people online were legitimately confused as to what the hell he was talking about. They're like, why does he hate QR codes? Like, what doesn't he like, <laughs> you know, does he want 10% off and Baskin Robbins? I don't know what's going on here with this guy. So he, uh, he posted this, he posted another follow-up paragraph. I'm not going to read. Just He's quote. been posting a lot. And then like, people started commenting, like, like some of the bigger names in magic started commenting some of the bigger content creators. And he came yeah. back at all of them. He just kept that- going. As a lesson to anyone who wants to shoot themselves in the foot by doing something stupid, uh, don't talk to people after yeah. you do something stupid. No. It just no. makes it worse. Someone, one of the comments online was like, "This guy obviously doesn't have any kind of like uh, media agent because there's no way that you could have an employee who's doing your media for you and then be saying like." It's fine. Keep commenting. Like, just, just... I see this tweet that says, this is slander, Michael, but Twitter's so bad, I don't know if I can find the original post he's talking about. Uh, is, it to, is it to the I hate your deck? Uh, I don't know. So I, don't I hate your deck got involved. Uh, yeah, I saw that. There was a, there's been a, a Kyle Hill jumped in on that conversation, too. Um, some of the other, I posted them in our chat group. Anyway, there's been a bunch of people just sort of coming down on this guy for it. And it's been uh, a wild ride. Yeah, uh, it is funny. Yeah, it it's, it's funny. It's funny yeah, because I you can't. The... He has a bunch of code words in here that are just like that have been like like sovereignty is a classic example of the last eighteen months that you see in every single 
anti-vax, you know, medical coercion, white supremacist movement out there. They always talk about this freedom of choice and sovereignty. It's like, you're not your own. Calm down. Like, you know, come. Informed medical consent, no coercion. Like, the uh, coercion section always comes into it, too. There's know. all sorts uh, of little code words. This, this is just going to turn into, like, last week's episode. Uh, to, <laughs> Except I'm, I'm for... laughing at this one. I'm, I wasn't <laughs> I laughing gotta, last week. Uh, I'll read this tweet. Uh, this is someone who just uh, who tweeted at Magic. You drop Seb McKinnon the hot sack of white supremacist shit that he is, and Seb McKinnon replied with, "This is slander and a really disgusting comment filled with only hate." Why would you? <laughs> why would you respond? I don't like why would you, to like he's responding to everyone. Like it doesn't matter. Like everyone's just trolling him. I think, but. Uh, Anyway, I believe the uh, the protest is in its third day. Uh, there's rumors it might extend all week and into next weekend. So by the time we post this episode, it's probably still going to be going. I, read I would a, like to know if he's still there. But. I read a rumor that uh, that one one of the the left conspiracy theories, let's call it, is that they're going to use this money if they if they can get it. Oh, the other thing is that this trucker rally raised <laughs> raised uh, raised like almost six million dollars on GoFundMe. I think it was and- I think it was nine. It eventually got there, but it, it the the part they wouldn't release was was five point five million dollars, which it raised in like less than forty eight hours, something stupid like that. It was a really quick amount of time. So GoFundMe froze it because they didn't have a plan for releasing it. And they're like, We're not just going to hand you this money to tell us what's gonna happen with it. Yeah, they're like, You have to tell us what you need five point five million dollars for that isn't yeah, your pocket. Yeah. And then I read from a few former intelligence analysts in Canada, like retired intelligence analysts, that there was like buzz about where this money came from because there was a lot of like foreign money moving at the same well, time that this started. <laughs> the U.S. has been very pro this. This is considered like the January 6th of Canada, which is why it's slightly politer, but also still terrible. Also, well, I mean, they def- they defiled a few statues. The, 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 the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, someone was like jumping up and they down on it. They danced on it. They dressed uh, up Terry Fox. They they, they've been walking around with Nazi uh, like stuff, like the flags, I like, the swastikas. I like the, the, the Confederate flag that managed to end up they, there. They, think, like, like, but it's like there was one here, and someone was had like a, a, a "Don't tread on me." I, like, that's Texas the one that flag, me and, and you like, were at. Yeah, where, <laughs> yeah, where the taken. guy across the street. I stood okay, by. Okay, we weren't at it. We, we were watching it and laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually have a film of me talking with them, and I never put it out because I was at work, and I was like, "Yeah, this probably wouldn't look good if I like put out a film of me, yeah, trash talking anti-vaxxers while I was supposed to be at work." But uh, <laughs> my boss did give me permission to go look at it. But uh, anyway, there was there was yeah, there was a guy with a "Don't Tread on Me" in a MAGA hat at one of our anti vaccine rallies like let people I think into it's the hospital all an rallies. insidious ploy to for the US to finally take back Canada. <laughs> They've been mad since we beat them 200 years um, ago. But, but yeah, so <laughs> this uh the money they only released a million dollars of it. Um Yeah. The rest is supposed to be donated, but what someone said is that they're trying to find a way to to get it all released and then they're going to mm-hmm. wait and they're going to just have people in Ottawa until covid dies down and then they're going to say yeah, we won. And that's like oh. the in, insidious theory is that they're just going to declare themselves winners because they'll just be there at the end. I mean, they might be there for a while. <laughs> that's what, yeah, like, like um, you know, a couple of years minimum. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be weird. Uh, I don't. It, it's not. I don't know. Like, yeah, Seth McKinnon. I don't know. He's just he's on like a 
a career suicide if he's going to sort of this is the hill he wants to die on. Look, um, all right, we've seen a couple of these happen over the past <laughs> little while. Uh, yeah, we were trying to discuss this before we recorded of how many magic artists have sort of like gone down the tubes here because I can think of uh, two in the last couple of years and you were talking about the <laughs> the guy who did the card that's banned because he, he drew it for invoke, a specific reason. Invoke Prejudice? Invoke Prejudice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which kudos to magic for continuing the invoke cycle good job <laughs> um <laughs> i was like really they're gonna just have invoke cards after the invoke prejudice card was yeah, I mean, completely racist for valid it, very valid reasons it was only the picture evan not the name oh well sure <laughs> uh, it was only the picture and what it actually does don't worry about anything else yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, um, but so anyway, that's but... our big that's our big uh, our big oopsie from Canada uh, this, week. this week. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going well. And I said, uh, and he is Canadian, this... by the way. For those of you, yeah, who I believe yeah, I he's from he's from Quebec. Yeah, so which Quebec. I mean, we kind of count as Canada because we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Quebec is definitely the place that all English speakers make fun of. Yes. Well, and then they make fun of us, so it's a tit for tat. It's fine. Oh yeah. It's uh, uh, let's uh, let's move to cheerier things, or or maybe we can all just predict cheerier which artist, things. Which, he says. which artist will? Uh, We've discussed will, will this topic, and week. I can tell you right now that this is not a cheerier topic. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, I, oh, I did want to mention too that I do enjoy the fact that we got so many comments about the last episode. We got more comments about the last episode. Than we've ever gotten like private messages and like texts. Yeah, you were, you were sent. You sent a couple to me saying people really liked it, which means maybe we need to keep going. Yeah, maybe uh, we just turn ourselves into maybe... like a hateful podcast. It's like <laughs> I suggest to edit uh, EDH and get some hot tag. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I do. I sent a couple recently uh, from this Facebook group. Uh, uh, you're cutting in and out, I believe. That's weird. Am I still here? Yeah, you're still here. Um, okay. um, I sent you, um, would you consider God Tribal CD, CEDH? Yeah, I ignore most of those that you sent me. Uh, I sent you one about someone's uh, hot combo, which was Painter Servant Grindstone. I don't want to hear any of this. Uh, I sent you one where someone was asking if there was a good Golgari commander that was graveyard focused. <laughs> yep. Nope. I, yep. Yep. You uh, did. Yep. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, oh, and then... <laughs> The people who want to make Soul Advocate Eternal. So, one of the, anyway, on to our one topic of the special cards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, nothing's changed. We accomplished nothing. We uh, should do free magic. <laughs> the Reddit. Uh, that was the one you told me we would probably get banned uh, if we ever <laughs> read out loud. <laughs> uh, if pe- yeah, don't go there. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible uh, Reddit group uh, that doesn't deserve to exist. Um, anyway. What's our topic today, Evan? What is it? What are uh, we talking about? We're going to talk about stacks. We um, are going to talk about stacks. Because we keep reading people who don't understand stacks and it gets used wrong, I think. In fairness, um, stacks is a, isn't like, it's not like there isn't, there's an actual magic no, term for that's stacks. That's why we're going to try to define it. accepted sort of thing. We're going to try to define it the way we define it. And uh, since we have a podcast, we must be doing it correctly. Uh, that's how podcasts work. Uh, just ask Spotify. Um, so shout out to Joe Rogan right there. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll uh, we're gonna discuss sort of how we we look at it, and then I have a bunch of examples that Brian and I will talk about whether or not we consider them stacks or not. Uh, I try to pick ones that are sort of in the gray area, or that I 
you know, I think people misinterpret. Um, but Stax, for anyone who doesn't know, is, I guess, named after Smokestacks. Um, the code no one plays. I'm not 100% certain where the name came from. I, I think I also thought it's it, other things. Yeah, I also thought it was just like stacking effects on your opponents. That's where I yeah. thought it came from. But uh, yeah, I, not... I really, uh, this was a term that was around when I was playing back in the day, but I don't know where it actually where it actually came from. Yeah, I've always thought it's smokestacks, but uh, it's basically, I would always, I would define it as preventing an opponent from playing the cards they want to play. I think that's a general, uh, that's a generally good idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. like limiting your opponent's actions. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's a big, it's a big uh, archetype in 60 cards because when you're playing one person, stopping your opponent from doing stuff will allow you to do stuff. Um, but it's not a big thing in EDH. Uh, the reason for it is it's really hard to stop three players. Uh, they tend to gang up on you. Um, and it's just such a bigger format that there's way more things that you need to sort of prevent. Well, and it's, it's it's way harder to lock people out. Unlike most 60-card formats, too. Like, most 60-card formats, when you're talking about, like, first off, standard never really has enough stacks effects to make a true stacks deck. Um, yeah, they do that. So, on like, purpose. I guess, like I said, we should probably dive deeper into what stacks means before we go into any explanation. So, uh, just reading off a fairly popular website, stacks is a strategy of resource denial that uses permanence uh, with abilities that prevent players from performing actions in the game. For example, preventing them from untapping the permanence, which is a classic one. Uh, some yep. stack cards are symmetrical in that they affect all of you, uh, and some are not. By designing a deck to avoid using certain game mechanics, the deck is not penalized as much for preventing all players by using the same mechanics. So this would be yeah, one, a classic example of a stacks piece that some players would use often that isn't as frowned upon is Torpor Orb. You won't put any yes. real ETB effects in your deck, and you'll play Torpor Orb, and then that will stop your opponent's ETB effects from happening at all. Yeah, the, the trick is either to sort of deny your opponent's ability uh, to do stuff so you can buy yourself time to combo, or play an effect that doesn't really affect you, but will mess them up. Like no and, ETBs. And this is from play ETBs, but or, this is also passive, is what we're talking about. We're not talking about like running fifteen counter spells in your deck and calling it a stacks deck. Yes. Or running well, every piece that. of white removal and calling it a stacks deck. They they work yes. well together. Your definition there said permanent. It, exactly. Uh, so it is permanent. It's not just running a bunch of interactive pieces. That's not so much stacks as control. Yeah, that would be um, control. So, um, so like Winter Orb is the sort of classic, or Stasis, stasis stop you from untapping you know, stuff. Pretty much um, all the orbs, uh, and then like you said, Smokestack is a big one. Yeah, Some, I have this one of Dranith Magistrate. People, Dranith, yeah, hundred percent. Can't stops you from casting your commander for sure. White, and other things. White is definitely, I think, the powerhouse for this. This kind of, uh, I mean, CDH has a mono white stack stack that is fairly well negotiated yeah, Heliod, there. Heliod there. Heliod. Uh, red has a bit, but red has like weird stacks, which I'll we'll, I'll give some examples for. Red is um, red is but they have like stranglehold. Yeah. And, yeah. Um possibility storm is debatable. Possibility stacked. storm is a very strange stacks piece, but I will um, admit I run it in my CDH deck and it, it does wonders. Um it does cause problems. Um it doesn't like, prevent them from casting stuff but it does prevent them from casting the thing they're not going to cast what they cast. want yeah exactly no. um but but the classic ones are like the artifacts and the white effects um, yeah those are the most common ones so stacks uh 
kind of includes any of the, the taxable effects as well? Yeah, so I have that as separate. I just said a tax is just adding an extra cost to casting a spell. Yeah, um, I would include those in get my mind as like stacking effects. Because like because Grand like, Arbiter. Yeah, you know, exactly. Classic Grand stacks. Arbiter adds a tax. It costs more. On its own, it doesn't necessarily stop you from playing, but it tends to be combined with stuff and then like enough taxes basically become stacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I read so, a replicated him once. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, because yes. it was a cloned. It was a. It was a. It was a body doubled one it's of them. So or something. I had. I had seven of them, and uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. Good. At that point, uh, it's pretty hard to play. So I always think of of tax as being slightly different. It's sort of like stacks light. Um, it uh, on its own, a tax isn't that big a deal, but uh, a couple of them uh, will have it. And it depends on the format, like uh, like the Thalia they just reprinted in uh, Crimson Bow. Uh, definitely way more stacks in like standard because one means a lot, like one extra mana is a lot more in 60 card because um, it'll basically just prevent you from like doing a thing on a turn and then you're just behind in terms of tempo. Yeah. Uh, EDH is a little more forgiving, so it's not as big a deal, um, but it can screw you up uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I have this as sort of uh, looking forward. I would sort of say what isn't stacks um, in terms of things that people think are stacks but aren't quite. And I have the cards that cause disruption but allow the opponents to cast spells or play cards. I don't consider stacks. They're just causing a disruption or an issue. And that's sort of where some of these cards I have later are. Yeah. I, uh, I'll I, give an example when we do the other stuff. Yeah, I, I, kind, of, I kind of put them all in there because what a stacks deck is roughly trying to do is sort of like stack enough of their effects over and over again that your opponents are disrupted to the point where you're ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's a slow strategy. Goal. So it's a, it's, it's not a fast moving strategy. Like you don't, you don't come out the gate and win right away, generally speaking, but you can certainly from turn one on disrupt your opponents yeah. because what you'll do is you'll build a deck that will, that will work with your, your stacks. So they won't affect you as much as anyone else. Yeah, there's like a right? classic one of like uh, the Azorius Bruna. It has vigilance, and when it attacks, you can get like enchantments and stuff from your graveyard uh, auras. But if you play like Winter Orb, uh, your creature doesn't doesn't Untap, tap. Yeah. So yep. you can just keep swinging at everyone, and all you do is like tap everyone else's down or just crush them with a flyer. Um, that one people do it because it doesn't affect you because you have vigilance. Um, well, I mean, Derevi Brago. These are both like commanders too. Derevi yeah. the Imperial Tactician, which untaps things. Uh, Brago, which flickers things. These are all decks that will run stasis effects, like hard stacks, like stasis. Yeah, because they Orb. have a way to untap them all. Because they untap them. Um, you know, Teferi, um, things like that. The, the Planeswalker Teferi too. Yeah. Um, but but they like ones like Grand Arbiter, for example, will run both anything that taxes you and stacks most likely because i mean at the end of the day yeah. most people will sit there and if you play like a a, a propaganda you know yeah like ice oh, he's, yeah, he's got some stacks in there it's like because that's a pretty hard tax like two per creature um yeah he's a pretty hard tax to swing at someone with i mean would same you, as that's that's on my list of cards here would you consider propaganda to be stacks yeah i consider it to be stacks i see i don't quite put it there because it doesn't stop you from attacking, but it does stop you from doing like a mass attack. Um, it's sort of in between, but um, it's, the reason it's I bring an it up element, is because it's an element of it. 
Yeah, I sort of have this as sort of uh, the note I wrote myself here is basically that uh, Stacks is not considered a good strategy in non-competitive CDH as it tends to delay lo uh, already long games. Um, so the problem with Stacks is that people don't like it. Uh, if you're playing competitive, it's a valid strategy. Uh, but generally, people are really sour on stacks. And I think of it as sort of it, they're sour on like the hard stacks of like the complete locks, the I can't do stuff kind of stacks. Whereas propaganda doesn't really fit that. It's it's annoying and it causes problems, but it, it doesn't it's not the same as stasis or winter orb. See, but I just think of it. We as don't really just, have a name for those types of cards. Yeah, it's just in the same effect. Like it's under that same blanket to me. Yeah, like, see, these, that's why I call that one a. I call that one just a tax. Yeah, but I think right? taxes are a stackable effect because you're stacking those yes. effects on top of I, each other. I agree, but I think isolated, they're not as bad. If you have four propagandas, then... Well, like, <laughs> well, if, you have, if you have a propaganda, an aura of silence, a, a, uh, a ristic study... Uh, Windborn Muse. And Grand Arbiter out. Yeah, right. You you are staxing out your opponents. Well, that's where I think like taxes. Like, if you play a couple tax cards, you're okay. If you play lots of tax cards, you're playing stacks again. Well, like, sphere sphere of safety. Would you consider yeah. that stacks? Because uh, no one's running it outside of an enchantment deck, and it's going to cost say, you fifteen. Yeah, in an enchantment deck, when it's fifteen to attack, yes, because it's suddenly now might as well be infinite to attack. But what what's like? Where's the cutoff? Though is what I'm saying. Because paying two mana isn't impossible. No, but I mean paying two mana per creature can be impossible. Mana is practically impossible to do. That's the difference. It does sort of stop that. Yeah. Um, get in, but basically, the idea I had for this discussion was essentially of trying to figure out what is uh, stacks and what is uh, not stacks because hard stacks is not. Uh, Usually, people don't want you to play it. I think if you're um, the the thing about the thing about stacks is that you're you're thinking of it from the point of view of like it being like a a, a set thing. Like this is stacks, this isn't. But I think that it more flows in what commander you're playing. Uh, Ristic study of itself, you know, in just a blue deck, which it's played in like you know whatever a million percent of the blue decks. Yeah, Ristic study isn't a, a it isn't a concerned stack piece. You know, it's a concern but, for the cards you draw. It's not a concern would, by itself to be a stacks piece. But when you combine Ristic Study with six other things, you know, all of a sudden. But see, I wouldn't consider Ristic Study to be stacks because it doesn't prevent your opponent from doing anything. Your opponent might not want you to. I draw don't think cards, stacks is about, stacks isn't like a straight anything. shutdown tool though. Stacks can well, be. You re you read the definition. It was a resource denial. Ristic Study doesn't prevent players resources. from performing actions. So if you have Ristic to pay study too doesn't. much. Yeah, but Ristic Study doesn't stop you. It just allows them to draw a card, which is annoying. Or you pay more. You, you pay playing. more. You pay one more. But most people don't because they play it wrong. But <laughs> the, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm trying to get that, at that. Um, that one doesn't. Uh, that one doesn't actually uh, have any sort of resource denial on your your opponent. Um, it gives you, it just, you get, like, Esper Sentinels the same way. Uh, if you have it, then you get a benefit from your opponents doing stuff, but your opponents are still free to do whatever they want. I think that, I think it would be included in that as a taxation. All right, All I taxes, I include, I include taxes as it, because if you don't want to pay, then I go ahead. All right, uh, so I got ones to, to see what you think on this. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Price of Glory. 
Uh, two and a red. Whenever an opponent taps a land for mana during another player's turn, destroy that land. Is that stacks? Eh, I don't know. No. Yes. I, you pick. <laughs> I don't care. I would say no, because your opponent is still free to do stuff. It limits what they can do at instant speed on someone else's turn. So but I would... Theory, I mean... In theory, they can still do it. They just take a punishment for it. So this, to me, is like a tax. You lose your land if you do it. Um, but as long as you don't don't want to do, you know, as long as you're willing to accept that, uh, you can play. Uh, yeah. I play this card because it it really screws up counter spells, and it goes if you want to counter the spell, fine, but you get to lose mana for or your lands for doing it. But I don't stop them from counter spelling. I just put a an extra cost on it. Yeah, I I, I would. Disagree with that <laughs> statement solely because I feel that the effect of what you're doing is the stacks effect. Like they they can they certainly can tap the land and then they lose it. They use it as a treasure. Yeah. Yes. So I I mean and like you said, if people want to play wrong and blow up their lands without winning, then that's on them. <laughs> yes. But that is certainly it's, it's the same as heuristic study. You can pay the one to deny me the resource. At which point it's it's a stacks or you can just let me draw the card at which point it's it's in my favor yeah so i guess these I, I, choice I stacks are, are 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 fine like it depends on your on what you define it as yeah as, as again i'd sort of define it as a tax which is like okay as long as you don't have three or four of them uh going at the same time uh my next one is mana web three and it's an artifact whenever a land target target okay i have the old it's, this has been Oracle text. Whenever a land an opponent controls is tapped for mana, tap all lands he or she controls that can produce any type of mana that land could produce. What was that? Sorry, is can you repeat that? Uh, mana web, so I'll repeat it again here. Oh, whenever, yeah. whenever a land an opponent controls is tapped for mana, tap all lands they control that can produce the type of mana that land can produce. Again, that's the same style. You can choose when to do that. It doesn't actually stop you from doing anything. No, so you can. It stops you from holding up mana for things like instance. It stops you from playing things during combat because essentially it makes it so one color of mana can only be used in the same phase, which in some ways is resource denial, but in other ways it doesn't really stop you from doing a whole lot. It makes you, you have to make a choice, I guess, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't I think that I mean this is the same as price of glory. Like it's it's in that same vein where you can still do it uh yeah. all you want. And uh and it's on you whether you want to lose those resources for your upcoming. Yeah, turn. It's not stopping you. Uh so related to that, Eidolon of Rhetoric, two and a white. Uh it's a one four creature. Each player can't cast more than one spell each well, turn. Well that's that's a hundred percent to stacks piece like that's, yeah. a, that's a very pivotal stacks role in uh in the white cdh deck yeah it it you can still cast stuff but it stops you from casting more than one which usually yeah. is massively disruptive now man of web is similar it can have this ability because it can mess up your mana but it doesn't necessarily cause the same problem um, whereas this one actually just flat out stops the better you. your mana base is with mana web the worse that's going to affect you so the more money you invest, oddly enough, in your mana base, uh, the worse off mana web will affect you. 
Well, it's it's weird. Mana Web is like good against mono color decks because it taps all their lands and well, like good. five it's, color decks. It's good against mono color and, and then probably people who, have, made them who all. have invested in a bunch of like shocks, you know, or yeah. like you have a couple duels in your deck and your three color deck, and all of a sudden all of your lands tap because everything taps for every color. You yeah, need. because you you tap watery grave and all of a sudden all your blue and black. Got black, tap. yeah. So. It's a it's a very funny card. Um, yeah. I would definitely. I mean, all of those those rule of law effects, arcane laboratory. Those are those are hard sacks yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, I agree there. You, uh, here's one that people debate: uh, Blood Moon, which I'll I'll read. I guess it's two and a red, non basic lands or mountains. Yeah, because that stacks. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, it's it is it is a it is a straight resource denial as long as your opponent's not in mono. Yeah, it, it so messes up red... colors, but it's not as crippling because people tend to have mana rocks, so it doesn't tend to stop them. It tends it like be, if you if you can need be pretty two crippling. blue, yeah, it might be tough because you might only have one mana rock that can make blue. The thing is, um, you could drop that on turn three, and especially in outside of like the you know the two drop attitude of rocks. Um, yeah, the rock you at most might have one rock out probably. That yeah. matters. Like a soul ring isn't going to be affected by it, but it's also not going to help you play your commander unless it's colorless. Yeah. But like Blood Moon is like a huge stacks and like modern and legacy. Blood Moon and Blood Moon and the other one, Stranglehold for Red, are the earlier in the game you play it, the the more powerful they are. They're yeah. not. And I and I play those. Like I don't play like the hard stacks ones. Like like I would say Stranglehold and Blood Moon are the two hardest Red stacks. Yeah, but like I play them all the time. Yeah, well, cares? well, then I mean. <laughs> You know, a Blood Moon dropped on turn 10 might hit more of my lands, but chances are I've stabilized my board, like you said, with rocks and with dorks and yeah. other ways to do it. Or my board's just stable, and we've I'm okay with about, it. I know we've talked about the game where uh, my Blood Moon was, like, completely crippling one player, and then they eventually found something to destroy it, and you countered it because you didn't want that player to come back into the game. <laughs> yeah, and I was on four colors, but I had that stupid um, that stupid commander, the the the... Chromatic Lantern. Yeah. So I didn't care that all my things were mountains. They tapped for whatever I wanted. But uh, <laughs> the um, the but the later in the game you play Blood Moon, the less effective it probably will be. Yeah. Stranglehold's in the same vein because Stranglehold's the, uh... biggest power in casual is the fact that you can't tutor. Yes. Uh, and if it's turn 10 or 11, unless I'm playing a demonic tutor, you know, if I'm on green or something, I don't care if I can't tutor for land at that point unless I'm really screwed. It's like, man, we'll deal with this. But um the the then non-tutoring is a big effect on like turn three or four when people are still oh, probably yeah, cracking sure. fetch lands or you know casting a sky shroud claim or something or cultivate and all of a sudden yeah. they can't do it at all yeah but like for blood moon i find that because there's still mountains they can still produce a color of mana it's not as crippling because you you haven't stopped them from having mana you just might have stopped them from having the color they would but like. i mean we're not talking about crippling here, because I mean, you know, like I said before, torpor orb isn't crippling in and of itself. You no. know, oh, uh, oh, a winter orb might not be as crippling in and of itself, it because we're if all affected, right? But if you have a way to stop that effect in your deck, or if you're like, you know, Urza and you tap the static orb, now it's a crippling yeah. effect because everybody <laughs> else is, uh, is, is, is punished by it except for you you know yeah and then there's there's other uh, effects too there's like there's like when you when you use a certain stacks effect to a benefit like you use a discard effect when you have a recursion deck or uh, yeah well that's that's just turning up 
negative into a positive, which is part of magic. Yeah, but I mean, like this is this is what I'm saying. Like some of these cards, some of these stacks effects um, are brutal unless your whole deck is geared towards it, right? Your commander, yeah, that's it's part of your commander strategy. Um, Heliod, yeah. Heliod, uh, CDH. You know, the whole strategy is to slow down your faster blue players from being able to respond to you uh, and building towards your walking ballista kill shot. <laughs> well, it only works because it has a two card combo. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of combos in there, can, but they're all. You can play Eidolon of Rhetoric, and then all you have to do is cast Walking Ballista, and you win the game. So you only need one spell. Yes, uh, that so is part there's... of it. Other people need to be like they can't Thassa's Oracle off of, you know, a demonic consultation because they have to do it one at a time. Yes, the, it stops the, and it also forces your opponents to decide whether that's going to be the one spell they they cast this yeah. turn, like what they're yeah. what they're going to do on their turn. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, got a couple more here for you. Sure. Uh, next one, Campbell, Console of Allocation. Yep. Uh, one uh, white, black. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, that player loses two life and you gain two life. I I disagree with the idea of life payment as a form of stacks because at the end yeah. of the day, I don't really care. Um, as long as you net value it of what you're casting over the two life, I like this is in the same vein to me as like anything where you you know the price of glory stuff like that like this is where i would put ristic study though which is this doesn't stop you from casting but it yeah. does give a benefit to your opponent when you do it just like ristic study does except yeah. you can't you can actually stop ristic study. so it's 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 not a stacks piece like we're talking about but i think it's in the stacks community for sure yeah it, I, again i would call it a tax it, it adds a, a an extra payment to your spell uh mana barbs uh three and a red whenever a land is drawn or uh, mana is drawn from a land it deals one mana barbs deals one damage to the land's controller whenever so you I tap a land for mana one yeah i just realized that i yeah I you read the like the, the, the like, oldest the, like <laughs> alpha version of it whenever mana is drawn from a tapped land mm. um it's same thing you know i think it, i think i consider it to be like a light stacks for sure and you know again yeah. these cards aren't run in a vacuum except rhystic study uh yeah like you don't just throw a mana barbs into a deck normally you're in there with something like torbrand or you have multiple effects like that or you're in like zozu <laughs> torbrand and, and mana barbs is so terrible i've had that i've built that deck and it's amazing <laughs> uh you because you run that you run the spell shock you run the oh, other yeah. spell shock and uh, it's just and you just done. burn everyone. It's like, <laughs> did you tap that for mana? Take three. Did you cast a spell? Take four. Did you cast a spell that costs three or less? Take four. Like you're just just blowing people up, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I would call it a tax, but again, as you get more and more taxes, it becomes impossible to play through. It's a, it's uh, it's because it's it, part the, of the, the stacks. Added, the added cost is you take damage. Yeah, you're free to take damage, but it is going to kill you eventually. So you don't again, apart from a few of them. They're not running a vacuum, right? If someone drops Campbell yeah. as their general, they're not playing Voltron Campbell. They're playing all the effects like that, all the stacks effects. They got Smothering Titan there. They got yeah, everything that's going to slow you down because that's what that deck does. It just slowly gains life and burns you out. So yeah. I don't think we can examine them just for the point of view of like, what if you only have this in your deck? Because that's not a viable strategy. Yeah. Except good. for Ristic Study, which I'll concede. <laughs> 
is probably more of like a one shot that you would run, but that's because its value is so much better. Uh, Rhystic Study is not played in a vacuum. It is played with Mystic Remora. Mystic Remora is a way better card. <laughs> <laughs> I love it more. It's a one drop. Ways, and you're, gonna, you're probably going to draw at least a card off that, if not two. Oh, yeah. For one. Like, it's, yeah. it's and if you keep good. it around for a turn, you're almost guaranteed. Um, All right, next else? one. I got, some, I got some legendaries for you. Uh, sure. Pramacon the Sky Rampart, because I put this deck back together. Uh, blue, red, white, flying defender, 1-5. As it enters the battlefield, choose left or right. Each player may attack only the nearest opponent in the chosen direction, and Planeswalkers controlled by that opponent. No. It's Pramacon stacks. I don't think so. It does prevent you from attacking someone. It, it does not you prevent from you from attacking. It doesn't change anything apart from which way you have to swing. But does that count as denial? I mean, it's not resource denial because attacking isn't a resource, but it's a little bit like propaganda. It, it doesn't so it difficult to attack. Yeah, and I mean, like I would put goad above that for stacks. It's not forcing yeah. me to do anything. I don't have to do anything at all. I can just, I can just not swing. True, like you can just not swing. Yeah. It's, it's the fact that it does point the direction that I have to swing in at. Yeah. All right. I mean, fair enough. You could argue that that's a stacks effect, but I mean, it's not giving me any kind of tax. It's not forcing me to do anything at all. No, it's not. It's not increasing the cost you, I guess. of swinging either. It's just no. saying that's the only direction you can go in. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 on the vein, but it's not really that disruptive. A mm. lot of the time, uh, it's more you know the person playing Pramacon is usually just trying to direct the aggression away from them. Yeah, uh, it's not stopping them from being aggressive. It's just directing it towards other targets. Um, Pramacon, I'm sure you could build a really good stacks deck out of it, just due to the fact that it's in the three colors we've just talked about a lot. With. Well, if you play it with, uh, I think it's Mystic Gate, uh, you can just choose the other direction, and then no one's allowed to attack. At which point, you're just playing stacks because <laughs> you've stopped anyone from attacking, including yourself. Yes, uh, then you just win by going infinite. I guess it doesn't seem too exciting to me. That's why that card's <laughs> not in my deck. Um, my deck wants you to attack. I just want to control where it goes. Uh, but every time I like talk about it, people are like, "Oh, you got to put this in and stop attacking." It's like, no, I, I don't want that. Then I have no way of winning. <laughs> yeah, when I built the one thing that I found out was uh, was that you can't. There is very little ways to win with that deck because your commander doesn't give you away. So the first yeah. few times I played it, I played it and I was just like, man, this is just like really boring. So I just included all of the giant angels. Like you had access to Bruna. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had Bruna. Just anything that could swing well. Well, I killed you with the red achroma. Yes. Because you you were I like, what's that, that morph? It's a willbender. And I was like, no, actually, <laughs> it's going to hit you in the air for six, Evan. And I'm going to fire uh, breathe yeah. it. It had yeah. both achromas and Bruna. And I was just like, I'm just going to play the biggest angels I can and just stall until I get there. You do yeah, lean into stacks back commander because it, it lends itself to it, but in and of itself, I don't think that it's a true stacks. No, I agree. Uh, next one, Shieldred Whispering One, five black black swamp walk. At the beginning of your upkeep, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature. That's a it's six a, six prayer. It's a stacks effect, but um, it's in black, so it's. Yeah, I picked it because it essentially has the abyss as an ability. Plus, yeah, you get stuff. You get stuff back. It's 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 an interesting card because it's in a color that doesn't have good stacks effects, even though we've read online it's... that that's beside the point. <laughs> well, if you drop $4,000, yeah. it's three very good stacks yeah, effects. Yeah, amazing <laughs> for, for, for less than the price of a house. 
but more than the price uh, of a used car. You can buy these three cards and stack yeah, people in black. And it's not even good. I think the problem is people consider Turgrid to be stacks, but Turgrid itself doesn't. It benefits so, from just killing yeah, stuff. Turgrid doesn't actually make anyone stack anything. Um, it's just a stealing deck deaths. like Marchesa. And as we covered, uh, Smokestack is you know a classic example. Smokestack yeah, makes people gets <laughs> gets bigger as you go, but but forcing your opponents to sack permanence is a stacks effect. Yeah, because they have to again. Choose, so yeah. Not to just keep beating a dead horse. Shieldred lives in a vacuum for that in black. Yeah, they don't have like you, um, you can run packed. a lot of you can run a lot grave of sack effects. You can grave close because it. it can get really oppressive. But yeah, and I do think there needs to be a consideration for oppressive versus straight stacks. You know, like grave pact yeah, like, and dictate won't do won't do anything if you don't have a creature. They will do nothing. They will yeah, sit there exactly. and be, uh, you know, eighty dollars worth of cards sitting on your battlefield, <laughs> doing, doing nothing, nothing until you have a creature that you, have you a can creature. kill. Shieldred yeah. at least lends you the value of putting stuff back. So black isn't yeah. the greatest pure stacks effect. Like, like no. it does, it doesn't, it it's Shieldred's probably about as close as you can get, along with like the the force stack effects of like um, there's yeah because there's uh, like discard, but. It's not. There's not a lot of permanence that causes well, you to discard. I don't know if discards considered stacks. Like just no. I think it's, it's control it's, because it's control. I think it's. I think control is like instant speed stacks, or right? even sorcery speed stacks. Like it's not. It's yeah. not always out there. It's like it's if disrupting you say, it at a different speed. If you say that the the you know the the merciless executioner is stacks, well, it's not. It comes into play. It makes everyone sack a creature, right? Yeah, that's just. You might as well just say destroy you know at that point murder would be stacks yeah so like um, it's it's it has to be like not, a repeatable to be stacks i think something a passive effect that continues on yeah you know like like you said like winter orb is a classic stacks where it's always there it's always going to do that thing at the beginning of your turn and that's it like it's not yeah. it doesn't there's no one shot deal and it's gone stasis is always there you know uh well, unless they don't pay for it. Unless they don't pay for it, correct. But if Which any... was the original point. Oh, my God. Can you imagine building a deck where you built it without paying for stasis? It's like one turn. Um, <laughs> continue. That'd be great. Uh, I have one last one for you. <clears throat> sure. Elish Norn, Grand Cenobite, five yep. white, white, Vigilance. Other creatures get plus two, plus two. Creatures you control... Oh, sorry. Other creatures you control are plus two, plus two. Creatures your opponent control get minus two, minus two, and it's a four, seven. I would consider that to be stacks. Yeah, I didn't I mean, think. So here's the I thing. didn't think of it as it until I put these cards together. And went, I can't come up with a reason why this isn't stacks. It's, the only thing about her is that, like, is an eye runner. Uh, yeah, it's not a stack. Stack. <laughs> you're you're going pretty no, aggro a, with Elish you're Norn. Playing, uh, you're playing one one tokens or three she, threes. She is well. She luckily lives unlike Shieldred. The thing about all of them is that they're all staxy. So when, yeah, you're like talking about, when you're talking about the par- is, the Praetors... The old Vornclex is clearly stacked. He's clearly screws a monster. Jenga Taxis is the same thing, where like, every you turn no you throw hands. your hand away. You know, um, The least stacky is the red one, because coming to play tapped is annoying, but it's not a permanent state. Yeah, it'll untap. but like It'll just untap the next it, turn. All of them were built to do you know one thing and then give you the exact opposite bonus on the other side. Yeah. Right? Um, Elish Norn lives in white, so she, she has access to all of the stacks effects. But I can tell you from building her multiple times, including my deck I have with her now, stacks isn't where she wants to live. No, you really, she's a board wipe. 
it's she's, the buff of creatures. Yeah, yeah, she's she's more of a board wipe. Like she, she's she's in white. In, she stacks in, but again, it's light because she doesn't kill all creatures. She just no, kills she small creatures. So she stacks against small creatures. Um, because if you're playing a deck of small creatures, she's not even really complete, Like I said, it will because all your light. creatures are. But if all your creatures in your deck are like one ones and two twos, you can't play creatures anymore. Oh, and I've locked people out of the game with that. A friend of mine so, built uh, built but the, the goblin. Most of the time, yeah, <laughs> goblins and, are pretty rough against. Well, them. his he was doing commander. He was doing Voltron uh, Squee, the new Squee. Oh and, yes. Uh, and if I get Alice Norn out before he can stack up his artifact, <laughs> he actually can't play through that. Like it's it's, it's right. a done deal. Um, That's what I mean. So it stacks, but since it's only minus two minus two, it's against a very sort of narrow slice of the creatures out there. Um, well, it's, it's a four-four swing. So, like, like the big yeah, well, point about her is that she is... swings it four to your advantage. Yeah. If they, they go down three two, threes, you go and up. you have one ones, you have three threes, and they have, or sorry, if they have three threes and you have one ones, they have so one ones. You, you have, have three threes. threes. You have yeah. three threes, and they have one ones, and you just crush them. Yeah. So it swings at um, four four points in your favor by having her on the board yeah. from where it was. So I mean, yeah. she sure you can call that that but again you're not playing her in a stacks way no, like I, she I she agree. is your only piece you you'll probably have like taxes in there as you like to call them uh yes you know you might you might have like a, a blind obedience in there something to that effect you know or of silence probably going to be in there um but apart from that you're you're running you're running you know the lower end of stacks and then you're running aggro yeah and I think she's that... a token deck she's a she's a token yeah. deck to sort of to sort of wrap it up, I think that's the thing is that the stacks that people don't really want to play are the ones that like lock you out from doing things, um, and those things need to be like big things like untapping your land, uh, untapping your creatures, and like for forever for the rest of the game kind of thing. Um, whereas things that like Elish Norn that kill small creatures continuously isn't as big a deal. Um, Blood Moon is to a lot of people is disruptive it does still give the mana so it's not as bad but it is it can be shieldred makes you sack a creature not all your creatures which means it's better than what we're about to talk about um but it's still stacksy and i think uh, it's just something to consider is that there is sort of a, a level of stacks that is acceptable uh, and you have to figure out what that line is well, casual uh, doesn't enjoy much, stacks because no, and that's the point. The but like every card I listed here is those ten cards over. Uh, I've seen people play, and I'm okay playing. Kind of annoying. The 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 whole but thing, like I winter mean, orb, uh, smokestacks, stasis. Those are like no, you shouldn't play those cards. Well, smokestacks also you, sees very very little play. Yeah, because it tends to get out of control. But yeah. there's other ones like boil, like destroy all islands. Probably it's not stacks. That. That's that's. Um, the, but I mean, I mean, and well, I mean, I covered that at the beginning where <laughs> well, it's like blowing everyone's lands up is close. Land it's destruction is, is definitely resource denial, but like it's not using. It's a one shot deal, you know. Yeah. Like it's yes. not using a permanent. Um, yeah, that's a. You know, land destruction is probably closer to control than it is it to is. stacks. But it actually uh, gets used the same way of just to delay the game, which we try to argue is not a good plan. Well, I mean, it's Boros's control, is what land destruction is. Let's just let's well, just put it where it that's, is. That's this has been proposed before that Boros is bad because it's good at land con land destruction and it's good at stacks. 
uh, and neither one are acceptable to most people, and therefore Boris was bad. Um, if we just let it do its thing, it might be better. <laughs> I would still argue that effects that your your taxation effects are stacks because you don't run them alone. The deck yes. is made to run well, a like I'm pretty much Grand Arbiter deck thing. doesn't run doesn't run hard stacks for the most part. It runs a whole bunch of taxes at the point where you're stacked out anyway. Yeah. Well that's what I'm saying is that taxes on their own are fine. Um, but if you have multiple they become a problem and you're saying no one runs them on their own. So just consider them stacks. <laughs> yeah, they're they're for all intents and purposes, like apart there are, you know, there are some that are run on their own, like we talked about Ristic Study and whatnot, but like generally speaking, outside of Ristic Study and Smothering Tithe, the rest of those stacking effects all, you know, the Thalia and stuff like that get run indexed with other versions of that and other things. Yeah, do. that's usually the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so that's us covering so, yeah. just a garbage way to play Magic. Um, yeah, I don't recommend it. Uh, some of it can be good. I said I play a lot of those for various stacks reasons. Stacks players, but... you want to punch. Like, it's, 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 when someone shows up with a hard stacks deck, first off, they're usually, so like, they're, they're smug about it, you know? Like, they're, they're always like, well, now I'm going to stop you from doing this. <laughs> now I'm going to cast nope. this. <laughs> you just want to hit them. Like, they're not, they're not good people. They probably hit their and... significant others. And, uh, <laughs> and go to trucker rallies. They go to trucker rallies. They make really good art on magic cards, but have really terrible opinions. Um, uh, he he so plays this is a good... Seb McKinnon 100% plays stacks. Uh, this is a good segue into everyone's new favorite stacks card. Oh, God. I hate this is, card, uh, but not for the tro same reason. Troxel? Is that how it's Troxel it the slug. Troxel the slug, whatever it's called. Um which uh, I should have, I guess, looked it up here, but uh, I wanted to sort of end with... Uh, Tox roll the uh, corrosive. I want to end with a, a, a slight Achilles heel here, discuss how to sort of deal with, um, deal with this commander because everyone is playing it, although some people are starting to realize that it's no fun and try to play other cards. Yeah, come on now. I got some opinions here. So Tox uh, roll the corrosive is a 7-drop, seven 7-7 seven, seven legendary slug horror. The beginning of each end step, each player's end step, put a slime counter on each creature you don't control. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one for each slime counter on them. Whenever a creature you don't control with a slime counter on it dies, create a one, one black slug. Uh, and for Dimir, sacrifice a slug, draw a card. Yeah, and people when this first came out missed that it was Dimir, but uh, Magic seems to be doing this recently because they've done it with the the new frog spoiled in Neon Dynasty. They've just like slapped on a new color. Yes, I don't know if it's a good idea. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, Chatterfang, like, Chatterfang had it. Yeah, you know, it, like, they're doing it more often. Where you you only have one color in your casting cost, and you get other colors down below. Um, yeah, it, and Toxel's problem is that it's at the very bottom of the card. Like, there's so much yeah. text on the card that it's like this little tiny chunk right yeah. at the bottom. Uh, so he's it's the new flavor du jour for for uh, people who want to be spicy. And who want to be? Who want to be? Who want to be just put evil? Just dark, spicy and evil. auto includes yeah, like ooh, and staples. Ooh, he's, he's a spicy, um, spicy general. He uh, isn't because he's really boring because he does one thing. Which here it is, is. stacks I've, out the other players. I've played against this deck twice. It's oh, not I as, haven't played against it. It's not as bad as it sounds. I played against two of them in the same game. That's bad. That's very bad. Yeah. But if you sit across the board from this comes down to, in my mind, I'll tell you right now, having, having seen it, played against it, comes down to one thing. If you're fearful of a seven drop Dimir card, you're not running enough removal. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, that was gonna. I was gonna say the first thing to remember on this is that it's a seven drop, so you have time. So if you draw removal, don't waste it. Yeah, if you <laughs> keep draw it in your hand, if you draw a counter um, spell, keep it because the thing with Toxel yeah. is that that player is going to play Toxel the moment they have their mana ready for it, and they'll have no defenses. And for it. they, if they drop a force of will on you, then you know that you beat them because they're tryhards. And another thing to remember with Toxroll is that, or yeah, it's Toxroll, is that it doesn't give the creatures minus one, minus one. It's only when it's in play with slime counters. So if it comes out and on the end step it puts a slime counter and everything, and then someone kills it the next turn, your creatures are no longer minus one, minus one. Until um, he comes out again. Until he comes out again, at which t point it happens again. But at that point, then you know, okay, I've got slime counters, and you have no commander. Why don't I just swing at you? Yeah. Um, because you like it telegraphs itself, and that's the big thing, is that a seven trap that obviously telegraphs, I'm going to kill every creature on the board. Uh, if you're playing a creature deck, you just automatically know that you have to knock out this commander. Um, and then just as said, like you just have to keep like one kill spell. Yeah. Uh, and if it takes... You know, till your turn, and there's two slime counters, and just make sure you don't have two two twos out, um, because well, once it's dead, your creatures step, are fine. So, yeah. So well, that's what I mean. That if you draw a slime counter, you're fine. Yeah, it's just it's a reminder that they're not minus one minus one counters because apparently they don't like them anymore. So this is like a workaround for it. No, uh, apparently are, like, too confused. About. Um, I thought I read online. Um, have you ever seen like the the magic rules iceberg? I don't understand half of them, but one of them said that. Plus one, plus one, and minus one, minus one counters cancel each other out. But plus two, plus two, and minus two, minus two counters don't. But I don't yeah. know if minus two counters. So I don't know if they meant two minus minus two minus one minus ones don't cancel. I don't uh, know if there's a minus two, minus two <laughs> counter in the game. There's a minus two, minus one counter. Yeah, and uh, so maybe that's what they're saying is that <clears throat> two, two minus one minus ones don't but cancel I, out a plus I, two plus two. I do know that they don't cancel out, that nothing cancels out the plus two plus two counter because I used to run yeah. those in Atraxa. Yeah, the, the Chimera ones. The Chimera <laughs> plus two plus two counters. And Baron Sengir puts plus two plus two counters on himself. But right. um, the old Baron, not the new one, who just yeah. gets two plus one plus one counters. But yeah, so Toxel is, I mean, I won't deny that he's, he is a powerful, powerful general when he hits play and stays. If you don't have removal, you're in for a bad time if you're playing any type of creature aggro. Um, yeah, if you're not playing creatures, then you probably don't care. But uh, If you're in Spell Slinger or you're running like Niv-Mizzet, then you probably could even win through that anyway. Um, but, you know, if you're on Goblins, look out because uh, you're not going to have a creature left. Yeah. And, and then the thing also... about him is that he, he continually... Like because it's at every end step, like you don't even have a chance to to, yeah. to rebuild. Like, but then related to that is that Toxtril is better with more players in the game because more slime counters come down before your turn. He is. Uh, yeah, if you're playing is. like a three person game, they could be the one next to you. Like it's it's you have much more time to deal with them. If you're playing like a five person game, Toxtril's probably way worse. Because... Yeah, if you're if you're running some like some like what's that game called um the one where you like, kingdoms uh, or whatever you have your own roles or whatever yeah. it's like if you're playing some sort of hybrid six to eight person uh, game em well emperor is different because there's rules on like reach and stuff like that but like right uh but if you're just playing some like if six... someone's emperor is tox role yeah I don't know don't lose the game because 
I don't know if you if they heard what you said there because you are on my side at least you are oh. cutting in and out for that. Every once in a while it says my connection's unstable. I was saying that uh, in Emperor, uh, the the two people you'll affect if you know the rules of Emperor won't be able to attack Tox roll. Yeah. So it, in so many turns will pass that it'll just win the game. Like this would be awful to play that version. With. Even even in like just a six man pod, you're right. Like you know you you play some sort of stupid six or eight man pod. And all of a sudden, Toxroll is like the dominant force because yeah. by the time it circles back around to his turn, every creature has minus eight, minus eight. Yeah, so I which would which will say kill that, everything uh, but like a blight steal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, if if someone's playing this and causing problems, see if you can try to make the pods three people pods. Uh, you might find that Toxroll isn't as good. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's definitely a danger. He, yes. he I don't want oh, people sure. to think that he's not a powerful general, but a lot of people online gave him way too much hype over what he does, and he is not that dangerous. He is. If he was like a two-two for like four, he'd be way worse. Yeah, if you priced him uh, down two mana, if you made him a five-five for five, now you're in Dangerville. Like now, yeah, you probably seven, can't establish a board state in time to deal with that. But seven, seven is tough unless you get Urborg and Cobalt Cobal Coffers out. Yeah, and even then you're not activating slug. Like <laughs> you're you're supposed to take the bait on that one. No, I won't. Playing Urborg, playing Urborg in mono. I'm not doing it. You're in uh, Dimir. It's, it's you're in Dimir, so maybe you're, you're doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to take that bait. Now building Tox roll just straight mono black and ignoring the bottom power seems like a fine idea too. Yeah, and it might. I mean, but everyone likes blue. They like counter spells. But again, they yeah, like blue. They like counter spells. Once you pay seven to cast him, you probably don't have mana for a counter spell. That's it. If he dies twice or he's countered twice, you're you don't have to worry about Toxroll till and, end game. And to be fair, mono black ramps better than Demir does because you've got things like coffers and you've got things like. Uh, uh, Magus of the Coffers and the Liliana yeah. that gets you swamps and, and all of that. And you can get swamps that get a feel of the dead if you want $200. Um, swamps can sort of build on themselves, but as soon as you add islands in, uh, it's not as good. Field of the dead is $200? I feel like it is. The one that you like sack of swamp to get four mana? Oh, you're thinking of Lake of the Dead. Oh, Lake of the Dead. Oh my yes, god, yes, yes. I was like, Field of the Dead is the one that creates zombies. I was like, what are <laughs> oh, yeah. you talking about? What? No, no, no. Field of the Dead's probably like 20 bucks I think it's something. probably in the $20 range. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lake of the Dead is like <laughs> three digits, but but I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he... <laughs> like, he I'm going to offload he, these. Oddly enough, he would be a faster commander in Mono Black than he would be in Dimir. But uh, still, he's he's he is a threat. You save some removal for him, and you kill him when he drops. And I mean, you uh, can even use him to yeah. your advantage. Like, if you have larger creatures, don't use that removal until he's wiped a bunch yeah. of your opponent's yeah, board, right? Yeah. Well, then you have to deal with some slugs, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you but could if you have, if, yeah. I mean, if you're in green, let that happen. You know? Feel the Dead is 27 bucks Canadian, and Lake of the Dead is 150 but probably more because the website I have it sold out, so the price is probably old. Yeah. So, yeah. A bit of a difference. Bit of a difference. A little um, bit. A little bit. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I think that's uh, that's it for this week. Uh, to where we tune got in next week to see who we have to chastise online because that's our new thing apparently. Apparently, we're just turning into that. <laughs> uh, just just chatting is what we'll call it. Uh, just uh, just sitting. We'll make there a Twitch stream out of it. Shooting this shit about. Uh, see, I would I would I would love that. Like I, I would I would that would be my element, Evan. If me and you just went live and just started shooting the shit because. 
That would go so shooting the shit, and this week's shit is Seb McKinnon. <laughs> Who knows what next week will be? <laughs> I'm excited to see which uh, which MTG player or uh, or creator gets gets outed by next we week. Should, we should make like a a Deadpool of MTG artists. <laughs> See, see who gets yeah, uh, who gets like the next that. scandal because it's it's, it's like, like Therese Nielsen and Noah Bradley were the old other ones. Yeah, that was Noah like last Bradley year's. Was Noah Bradley was um, the the guy who was like, yeah, I, I assault girls. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, he's a real piece of shit. And then I don't Therese, remember what Therese, Therese is. Wasn't she? I think she was a turf. Yeah, I think she was. I think that's what happened there. But I'm not. Um, yeah, Teres Nielsen was. Uh, let's see what she is. Gotta, see how I'm wicking her right now. You know, there's no point in not. People love dead air on podcasts. She revealed the Wizards revealed that she ended the relationship with Nielsen. Yeah, she was a turf. She also retweeted a whole bunch of alt right stuff. Oh well, uh, and racist <laughs> tweets, and then she Seb gifted McKinnon's and signed on his way. Supposedly, according to Wiki, she gifted and signed some of her art to a QAnon and conspiracy focused YouTube Ooh, channel. God. End of Edge of Wonder. Okay, so she's she's way further down the rabbit hole than I thought. Yes, so she's they're all there, but I mean they're all like they're all there. Like this is this is you know you know the all three of these ones that we've mentioned turns out they're just so far down from where you think they were. Yeah. Right. So, like, who would have thought that Noah Bradley would have garnered enough attention to like to 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 think that he was big enough to like go do this shit? You know, like I mean, he, wanna... he would go to he would go to like those those yeah. those like uh, magic conventions or whatever the heck they were called, and like just like you know predatory behavior on women, and it's like. You're just an artist, dude. Like, calm down. Like, he had all the power. He has his art on. Turns out, dollar cards. He didn't have all the power. Uh, no, turns out, he got, he got cut pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll we'll have to do a tweet if uh, if MTG responds to this. But I don't know if Seb McKinnon's he hasn't quite stepped in it yeah. fully yet. He, he has, has revealed himself to be. Yeah, I think there was a lot of speculation of, of making online that a misstep just, here. They'll just stop using him. They'll just they'll just cut well, ties what, with them. They won't that's make what any they did kind with of all the rest of them. Yeah, but they just won't. They'll quietly just sort of push Seb McKinnon into the pasture. Was what I read was that they're which is which is a big deal because he would be on most people's like top two probably. Like yeah, he's in the top three for art. I mean oh, yeah. I mean, I I run some of his cards in my decks, and now I'm at a loss as well. I know what I'm going to do. Uh, I really, uh, I really like the damnation he did for the secret layer, and I kind of wish I had one. Now he did he did Vandal Blast. Like it's, it's a little uh, tougher. Yeah, yeah. Well anyway. Yeah. Evan. Uh we'll probably be back next week or not next week, uh next time, uh with uh Kamigawa, because it should be all spoiled by then. Yeah, I think we're gonna and, I think we definitely have a guest lined up for Kamigawa too. That's good, because uh, I don't uh, know this. A streamer. Uh, sweet. Oh yeah. god. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Kamigawa, in my opinion so far, is that it's keeping to the roots of Kamigawa, whereas half the cards look like utterly terrible garbage, um, and a few look really powerful, I uh, which is what Kamigawa was. Beg to differ I, on keeping I to the roots. I don't know. Uh, lands with channel that are good abilities seems overly powerful. Maybe they're not. Um, but uh, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to the set. 
It's very strange. It's we'll, the most uh, wordy set I've ever seen. We'll definitely have some chats about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I got some opinions, obviously. Uh, people could probably guess. Uh, Is uh, be... Sensei's Divining Top being reprinted? Because everyone no. wants it to be. No. But I don't uh, know why they think it's ever going to be printed in standard. There's no. That would be the <laughs> dumbest no thing way. ever. We might get it in like a master set, but we're definitely not going to get it in They could put it on standard. the list. They're, they're not putting it in standard. That's yeah, impossible. That's ridiculous. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so we have a guest coming in with us for that one. We will be Sweet. doing that hopefully in a couple weeks. And you guys can find us, of course, on... Yeah, I know, but everything's new to you. You don't pay attention. Yeah, that's Um, true. You barely even knew what was happening with Seb McKinnon. It's all over the place. (laughs) Um, You can find us on Facebook, EDHRECT. You can shoot us a message there. We have a Discord that we'll add you to for sure if you want to jump into it. You can also, if you so choose, support us through Patreon. uh, Search up EDHRECT and uh, feel free to do that if you like. Or Uh, you can just just go online and say something really stupid, and we'll probably read it. We'll talk um, about you. Because we'll Um, find it. (laughs) We we do put all of our money back into our community from Patreon, usually in the form of prizing uh, for the EDHRECT community. We do have a tournament coming up soon that we will have to discuss, Evan. Speaking of things that I haven't done, uh, Brian pitched me it, and I... Sort of read over completely what ignored it. Completely ignored really it. Really busy at work for two weeks, oh my so God, I completely excuse, ignored it. One of us works in healthcare. One of us is a goddamn hero, Evan, and the other one is not. Uh, so you need to worry about whether I, I'm the busy. I'm one. sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't seen the bus with your face on it, like you promised. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming. I swear to God, that's okay, coming. They told me that that was coming. That if I went to the movie theater, I would see you, but like. There's, I haven't been able to go nah, to the movie theater, so I don't know if that's true right either. Now. Yeah, we're not allowed to go uh, there. But, but Brian got, uh, I swear Brian to God. got a little bit of a kudos. Uh, <laughs> I was nominated like by our union for heroes of our workplace. Not all of us wear capes. Not all of us. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good time.